Welcome to the Wild Sisterhood Podcast. Friendship, fellowship, motherhood, and everything in between. Welcome to the hood. Okay, so welcome to the Wild Sisterhood Podcast, episode five. Episode five, identity, part one. Part one. This is going to be a two-part series. So let's jump right in. Okay, identity. Let's talk about identity as women specifically because this can be for so many different types of women. Moms, not moms, empty nest moms, single women, so on and so forth. So identity in diet culture or job title, relationship, security, our worth. Wife, mom, where does your, where does that come from? Yes. So I, well, I honestly, it comes from birth. Yeah. I mean, from birth, we're told, do this, wear this. Yes. You are this. Be this. I mean, I'm guilty of that. I tell MG all the time. You are now granted. I'm, I'm hoping that I'm speaking life over her when I say you are so smart. You are so funny. You are X, you know, but that really does shape Yes. Who we are and who we become. Because it confirms things about yourself that you believe. Or things you think you need to live up to because that's what you've been told. Yes. That I am this. That is something I I have struggled with for my entire life. Yes. Identity has been such a struggle area. And I think that it became really magnified Mm -hmm. when social media became really popular. Oh my gosh, yes. Influence started coming out of... Nowhere, it's just at your fingertips all the time. You see all this stuff, you hear all this stuff. It's confirmed in the world. Well, specifically, really, in the last few years, because influencers have become just so thick and such a part of our daily lives. I mean, I mean, you just you pick up your phone or your computer, and it's just there everywhere. I mean, it's commercials, it's social media, it's your friends telling you, "I saw this" or "Watch this video," or they send you memes or whatever. It's everywhere. Yeah. So relationship wise. Whether that's, you know, a intimate relationship or a friendship, your identity is so, so formed around that. I mean, you are what you eat. You know, you are iron sharpens iron. Yes. So, so much. So you uh, are who you surround yourself that with. That saying, what is that saying? You're a combination of five people you spend your time with the yeah. most. And that's so true. So like I said, you are what you eat. So what are you, what are you feeding yourself? Yeah. You know, and I mean, I, I remember specifically when I first started dating, I thought I had to be what the boy was. Yes. He's, he's super outdoorsy or he's into gaming or whatever. And so I'm, I'm into all those things too. You know? Let's unravel that for a second oh because gosh. there is not more, two more different people than Jonathan and I. Oh yeah. He's extremely outgoing, extremely, he's a talker. Yes. He loves to tell stories, <laughs> big, big personality. And not that I don't have a big personality. Sure. But I am more introverted. I'm an observer. I'm someone who likes to sit back and watch the world around me. And, you know, surrounding yourself, you can absolutely surround yourself by the opposites. And, you know, it draws the things out in you that maybe have been dormant for a while. I remember, and and Josh really makes fun of me for this, and I mean, I'm a little embarrassed to even share it, but I did date this guy for a while, and he was super into gaming, and I'm clearly not at all. But I was like, yeah, sure, I'm totally into gaming, and it became like this whole facade. But why was I so desperate to create this identity that didn't even exist? And really... When I got home, I finally felt like I could take this mask off 
Ew. You know yes. what I mean? Yes. And like, I mean, how many masks a day do you wear at your workplace, at your kids' drop-off, yeah. at your girls' nights? You know, so like, let's talk about that for a second. Okay. The core of identity is who are you really? Yeah. Like, what makes you you? And why is it that we feel like we have to change ourselves in order to be relatable to the people around us? We feel in, in every situation that we have to yeah. mold ourselves or conform ourselves to something different to be more accepted, to be more likable, to be yeah. more socially acceptable. I mean, that's truthfully what it is. Yes. We don't know who we are or we are not confident in who we are. Mm -hmm. And I know that confidence is something that I have struggled with since I was like as for as long as I can remember. Yeah. Like being comfortable in my own skin in social circumstances or like I like I'll be honest, I have such crippling social anxiety mm -hmm. because I'm so, I struggle so much. Not that I don't know who I am, but I struggle so much with like the chasm between being just comfortable mm -hmm. and wanting to be accepted. Yes. And it's so hard because I go into social circumstances and I look around and I think maybe I'm just not enough. Oh, Yeah. And maybe what I have to bring and what I have to offer is just not enough. Well, I think there's this move, you know, are you enough? And really, honestly, none of us are because, you know, we don't have to be. Yeah. Because we are created in the image of God. Yes. And, and he is already enough for all of us. Identity as far as who you are when no one is looking. I think that that's probably our first step toward finding your true self, yeah. who you are when all the doors close and there's no one else around. That's good. And all the people who have influences on our lives and our choices and how you feel about those choices when you lay your head down at night. Mm, because there's so many things, there's things I do throughout the day, even as just like being a mom or as a wife, I play through the day when I lay my head down and do I feel comfortable with these choices or am I gonna be up all night with these choices? Mm. And of course we all have regrets and our regrets do not shape who we are, of course. But what are you comfortable with in and of yourself? We always talk about writing things down. I think yeah. that's so important to just get out of our own heads, put things down on a piece of paper, and then look at it. That will allow you to just kind of absorb it. But writing down a time when you felt your most authentic self yeah. or inauthentic self. Mm -hmm. What were you doing? Who were you with? That's so good. Yeah. Because poor choices, maybe. Yeah. Maybe not. Honestly, as women, we not only change ourselves, possibly for our husbands from time to time, yeah. but for our friends as well at girls' nights. Mm -hmm. You know, different sets of friends get a different type of Megan. So maybe. I had a pastor <laughs> tell me years ago that the real you is the person that you can be behind closed doors and at church and in a social setting mm -hmm. and with your husband Mm -hmm. and with your kids, and with anyone that you encounter. Yes. And it should be our goal and our desire to be so confident in who we are that we are not anyone different in any other circumstance. 
not saying that you don't have to guard what you do or guard what you say in order sure. to protect yourself. Or... Well, I think that depends on who you're with. Yes. Really? Because not everything is comfortable and or not not everything is full access. Yeah. I guess you can say. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But I do think with a with vulnerability comes a sense of freedom as well. Yes. And that's really when relationships start is when you can open up and be vulnerable and just kind of lay it all out there and say, Hey, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah, This is, this is who I am or these are my thoughts. Yeah. And so I think also defining your core values. Yes. I think that was a big one. Like when I started to really know what it was that I believed and what it was that I stood for in my life, Mm -hmm. then I knew a little bit more, a little bit more confidently who I was and what I wanted to be. And who are you, Kara? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I am... Because this is one of my questions in my notes. Because when you look at yourself in the mirror, what do you you stand for? Um, How do you describe yourself? And not based off what other people... How other people would describe you. You're a great mom. Yeah. You are funny and witty. How would you personally describe yourself? I am, first and foremost, a lover of Jesus. Yes. I am a fighter for justice. Yes. Justice is so important to me. I know. I think that there should be fair things in life. And I know that it doesn't work like that. I'm just saying, if you want to know who I am, I am the fighter of justice. Even on the playground. Yes. For your boys. I will defend the people I love. Or for your girls. Yes. Like, I think that I am the person who will stand on a playground, even when I was a nanny. Yeah. And I would see one child doing something unfair to other children. Yes. And I would speak up because I fundamentally believe in justice, Mm -hmm. in fairness. Mm -hmm. I think that everyone has this deep desire for acceptance. Yes. Oh, everybody. That's in our our human nature is to try and be accepted by our peers. And as an adult, I will fight for that. Yes. I am a musician. I am a lover of the creative. There are a lot of things that I probably could say about myself, but I really have struggled Mm -hmm. in knowing who I was. Sure. Because I saw these examples of, or these images of what I wanted to be, and I was uncomfortable with the things that were already alive inside of me. Mm -hmm. And so it took me a really long time to even come up with those couple of things. Like a lover of music, I'm a lover of the creative. I see the beauty in the world around me. Mm-hmm. It is something that I fight for. My life scripture is I have learned in all things the art of being content or I am learning mm-hmm. how to be content in all things. Is that something that I am Like, as a human, I don't know, but it's something I'm working towards. I think that's something that we all strive to be, is content. I think that's something... Contentment is such a major... At least for me, it is. Because there's so... There's this identity crisis. There's this influencer influence on our daily lives. There are so many trends that are constantly changing. And I think... I don't know why we put our identity in a world that is rapidly changing. Yeah. Because it just leaves us feeling desperate, depressed at times, confused, 
wait a minute, I thought this was in, but now this is in. Yeah. I mean, I was just reading an article recently about how the body types over the years have mm. changed. Yeah. And women constantly, right now, it's a it's a it's a small waist and large hips. And just Got twenty it. years <laughs> done. Got it. Done. But twenty years ago, thirty years ago, it was just straight line. Yeah. Like a boyish figure. Yeah. Eyebrows. Oh my gosh. The chase for perfect eyebrows. And before you know it, they're going to be pencil thin again. And And listen, if you've you've tuned into (laughs) self-care, we know that Megan is big on eyebrows. Oh, yes. And that is something she does for self-care. I love my eyebrows. We see all this stuff around us. We see all these examples. Whether... You grew up in the age of information or you grew up before the age of information. We are defined as millennials. Technically, our date, year date. We came of age in the information age. Yeah. So it's just information all the time. And really something I personally struggled with is my identity, my mom identity or finding my identity through motherhood. Yeah. Or thereafter. And, you know, I honestly found it easier to like get back in the groove of who Megan is after my second child than I did mm, my first. Really? Oh yeah. And I'm really surprised by that. And it was so difficult for me. Took years yeah. to get in my groove after MG was born. I'm currently in the process of like rediscovering myself. Mm-hmm. Because I went from being single at 29 to being married at 30, having my first child at 32, having a second child at 33, having my third child at 35. Mm-hmm. And I think if you were to ask my husband, he would tell you that somewhere along the way, I kind of lost myself normal, in this normal. world of motherhood. Sure. Just sure. everything I did was for my children and everything that I was, like every thought I had, every thing I set my hands to it was just to better their little lives yes and I have been on this like journey I guess maybe since spring of really rediscovering me who am I like as a person as a person outside of my children outside of my husband yes because I think in a lot of ways for me there was a confidence a okayness With who I was after I got married, I think I sort of carried myself a little taller and I was able to, you know, more mature. Yeah, just sort of settled into myself a little bit. Right. But then I had kids and then I sort of lost myself and I was like, who am I again? What do I stand for outside of the home? Mm -hmm. Because I am a a stay-at-home mom as well. Mm -hmm. And so if you're out there, you're a stay-at-home mom, you're not really sure who you are, it's okay. I mean, really, honestly, that is so beyond common that it's it's normal at this point. And I think for me, I had to start at the very beginning all over again. Well, I think we need to, I think we need to start at the beginning because getting married, having children... Really, we are different people now. Yes. Because our thoughts, our actions, everything has changed. Yeah. I mean, as mom, when do you not think about your children? Right. And becoming a person again doesn't mean you stop thinking about your children or you stop the essence of of motherhood. It's just finding your niche or finding, because maybe that's changed pre-motherhood. You know, like I, I honestly would have never seen myself having a podcast I mean, I really wouldn't have either. I, I mean, 
being a musician, <laughs> being on stage, right. there was something that always came alive in me when I would set foot on stage when I was behind a piano or a microphone, you know, and I, I was like comfortable and confident in that. But I think I have a lot of friends or a lot of people that have known me and in, in other seasons of life who would say like, you need her to sing a song. Great. But if you want her to stand up and talk to people, no, maybe not. I think that there is probably anonymity behind a computer and a microphone in a room. Right. And so I wanted to touch on that because that's total opposite of who I am. Yeah. If you want me to get up and talk to people, heck yes, I'm your girl. Yeah. Put me in center stage. Mm -hmm. So as a hairdresser and a freelance makeup artist, I am in front of people and I love that. Yeah. I love face-to-face -face interaction. And so the fact that being behind a microphone, this is out of some, out of my realm a little bit. Truthfully, the vulnerability of putting your life and your story yes. and your struggles or your successes out for a lot of people to hear like it really does it kind of unraveled some things for me yes and again I tell you like I have been on this journey of like self-discovery all over again because yes. I think that it's so important in a world where people are really confused about who they are absolutely or who they are not absolutely and everything is fluid like there is a fluidity that we live in in society and culture i believe that identity is not fluid i believe that it is it's something it's a foundation i totally agree which means that it is rock solid how can we allow ourselves though to be defined by a rapidly changing world how yeah. can we keep this foundation yeah. of identity of what our identity is i think and not that, be told yes I think that you have to figure out who you are first and foremost. Yes. For the two of us, we said it before and we'll say it again. Jesus is like the reason for who we are. Therefore, our identity is found in Christ. Well, I think the more that we live in truth, the more that we can, we'll find wholeness so and good. become our most authentic selves. Yeah. That, and that's from, that is from my personal experience and relationship with Christ. Yeah. That is trip yeah for me and for a lot of people taking the mask off yes. and allowing yourself to just be who you are authentically you confident in your femininity confident in you know yourself as a human outside of any of your jobs responsibilities any of your accolades you know because it, it is really easy to hide behind those things sure. and and be so confident to the world, but not confident in yourself. Well, I think so often also we allow ourselves to be defined by broken and damaged people. Wow. Yeah. I mean, especially in my more adolescent years, like I was saying previously, just you are what you eat, trying to get people to like me based off what they liked. Yeah. And really those people had no clue what they liked either. And it's just so hard to keep up with this ever-changing world full of broken and damaged people and really the only one who can in this age of individualism yeah. who can guide us to our foundation is he who is our firm foundation yeah that's good who never changes and we're not dogs on chains waiting to be set free we're already set free in him he's our pain taker our way maker our chain breaker he is alpha omega our beginning our end he comes before and he is thereafter that's so good. Oh my gosh, I can preach. Girl. I mean, preach it. <laughs> That's go okay. On, We're, go this on. Is, I'm here for it. I, yeah, I'm here for it.
for it too. And honestly, there is so much more where that came from. Yes. I am so excited about this whole identity part one, part two uh, episode because we, we just, I feel like we could just go on and on. We, I mean, you had previously mentioned that we believe that identity is not fluid. Yeah. That it is a, a foundation, a foundation yeah. of who we are and everybody's looking for it. Yes. And so if you guys are into it as much as we are, you need to stay tuned because we have a whole nother episode part two coming um, up next week yes coming up next week and so just hang tight and be ready for that so maybe you know someone who is is really on this journey of self-discovery or identity sure. or or just like lost and confused not really sure what they're doing yes maybe share the podcast oh guys if you would share our po- start sharing our podcast that would be so great we've had so many people share word of mouth is huge so Please share our podcast. I mean, not only our identity podcast, any podcast you love, just go ahead and give it a shout out. Tell somebody. Yes. That would be great. Your sister, yeah. your neighbor, your mom. Anybody, your mom. <laughs> Maybe your mom needs it. Maybe. Um, or go ahead and like buy somebody a self-care item and Absolutely. drop it off and be like, hey, here's your podcast to go with oh, it. Oh, I mean, that's my love language is gifts. Yes. Yes. But we say all of that to say... I want to thank you for joining us in this journey we that is it. the Wild Sisterhood and the Wild Sisterhood podcast. Like we are just so excited yeah. to watch this evolve and to kind of be on this journey with you. We're having a great time and we love to hear from you guys. You know our Instagram is at the Wild Sisterhood Podcast and our email is the Wild Sisterhood PC at gmail.com. Reach out. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>